The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back. Well, now we're going to talk about health, and we're actually going to talk about an incredible new book called Eat Wheat. Yes, you heard it right. And it's a scientific and clinically proven approach to safely bringing wheat and dairy back into your diet. My guest is Dr. John Dullard. He's a chiropractor, D.C., and is a globally recognized leader in the fields of natural health, Ayurvedic, and sports medicine. He's the creator of LifeSpa.com, the leading Ayurvedic health and wellness resource on the web with 5 million views on YouTube. And he is um, has so many things, seven health books, He's been a guest on Dr. Oz, he's been featured in USA Today, dozens of publications, and former director of player development and nutrition expert for the New Jersey Nets NBA team, and has been in practice for over 30 years and seen over 100,000 patients, and he directs Life Spa Holistic Health. Welcome, Dr. Dullard. Welcome, John. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Yeah, that's quite an impressive, amazing background. So, how did you come up with the fact, because everybody's going crazy, gluten-free, including me, <laughs> you know, how, how, do you, how did you come up with this eat wheat and dairy, I might add? Those are like the two hot spots, right? The hot things <laughs> we should watch. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and, and when, here's one problem. It's the, the gluten-free industry is now a $16 billion a year industry. And that in itself should be a little bit scary because it's, there's marketing dollars behind this now, not necessarily our health. You know, and, and the replacement that they're giving us for wheat are gluten-free products, which are highly processed products. And the science shows that the, the processed foods that they've been feeding us for 60 years and now you know, in, in way bigger proportions than ever before with the gluten-free foods, but those processed foods have literally broken down our ability to digest foods, increased the risk of obesity, diabetes, depression, and have broken down our digestion. So, so when I dug into the research writing Eat Wheat, I found volumes and volumes, over 600 studies in my book, Eat Wheat, it's proving that, suggesting that wheat is actually quite good for you when you eat it in its whole form versus its processed form, refined form. And really, the, you know, one of the main points is that we're, we have to stop eating this processed food and processed bread because they are really poisonous for us. But actually, the whole wheat, the whole grain itself, absolutely is quite beneficial. Okay, so let, We've been eating it for you. millions of years. All right, so let me ask you, and I've read about this in terms of the reason that this whole wheat, you know, get away from wheat craze came because wheat has been processed and some of the nutrients have been taken out. 
So how do we know which whole wheat bread is really good? Well, the good thing about America is that when it says whole wheat, it actually has to be whole wheat. The bran, the endosperm, and the, and, and the germ have to all be in there. The problem with the bread that we eat is what they put into it. They put vegetable oils, which were the replacement fats when they took butter out of our diet in 1960 and cholesterol was bad, which we found out now it wasn't bad. And they gave us vegetable oils and they bleached and deodorized and boiled them so there was nothing in them that could go bad. They put it in loaves of bread in every processed packaged food to extend the shelf life of the food. Literally, those vegetable oils, you know, even expeller, pressed, organic, safflower oil, canola oil, these are so hard for us to digest that they're literally linked to 141% increased risk of weight gain, high blood sugar, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels. And when they gave people whole foods, including whole wheat, the reduction of those things, weight gain, high blood sugar, high blood pressure, reduced by 38%. So, so that's the real problem. So when you look at a loaf of bread, it should say organic whole wheat, salt, water, and maybe an organic starter. It can be sprouted or soaked as well, but that's about it. And if you, even in your grocery store, if you find sourdough breads, you will find breads that have those ingredients. But most of the breads have a long list of stuff that they put into it to make it last forever and not go bad, and that's what you have to avoid. Mm, so important. So what do we look for on the label? Is it, what should it say? Well, it should say exactly that. It should say, you know, organic whole wheat, salt, water, and organic starter. It could be sprouted, could be soaked as well. A lot of these breads you can find really good ones, like in the refrigerated section, they have to be refrigerated because they go bad if there's, because that's what happens to bread. You know, in the old days, you make a loaf of bread, it gets hard in a day or two. Nowadays, you make a loaf of bread, uh, it stays soft for a month or two. And the, the bread that will get hard in a day or two takes three days to bake if you get a really good sourdough bread. And during that time, it eats up and gobbles up all the anti-nutrients and the phytic acids and all the gluten. It makes it so easy for us to digest these foods. And these are traditional practices that have been proven to be very effective to make harder to digest foods more palatable. And when they, when you take the, when you make these foods in this kind of traditional way, the slow old fashioned way, the wheat itself is actual natural prebiotic and probiotic for the good bugs in your gut. And it lowers your blood sugar. Everybody says, you know, that, that wheat makes you fat and it gives you diabetes and causes Alzheimer's. Study after study shows that wheat actually reduces the risk of diabetes. And actually, in one study, reduced the risk of Alzheimer's by 53% in one study, according to the Mediterranean diet. Another study, 54% when they ate the MIND diet. Three servings of whole wheat per day or whole grains per day. And they, and they reduced the risk of Alzheimer's by 53%. So when I did the research of the book, I was going like, are we supposed to just ignore all this science that says that when you eat the whole food, it actually helps you, helps you lose weight, reduces arthritic risk, reduces Alzheimer's risk, and just say that we should all of a sudden eat nothing but processed gluten-free foods? That was just such a, a dangerous road for us to hoe, and we're doing it as a culture, and it's dangerous. So if people want to buy the real whole grain? Should they go to the health food store? Should they look at labels that make sure there's nothing processed in there, just the grain? Are there certain brands, although we're not promoting brands? Is, is any of this on your website? So people yeah, really know yeah, there's, there's, where they I've, should go. 
Yeah, I've got, you know, articles and videos. There were seven or 800 articles and videos on my website for free about how to reboot your digestion and strengthen you. It's listed all in in the Eat Wheat book for sure. And also, also, you know, um, you can get these at the health food store for sure, but even grocery stores, most grocery stores are now starting to carry good quality bread. Look in your refrigerated your freezer section or look at the sourdough breads and start reading those labels. And like I said, mm-hmm. if you stuff on that label that you don't understand what it is, I would suggest not to eat it. And you should start thinking about all the foods that you eat when they have a package. Look at the ingredients. If you don't recognize the word, I would highly suggest to do very everything you can to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely, if it's too difficult. What about the oils? You talked about oils in bread. What should we look out for there? Well, there's, there's vegetable oils that have been used as preservatives in all of our foods. And those mm-hmm. vegetable oils are linked to what's called metabolic syndrome, weight gain, diabetes, high blood pressure, high blood sugar. Those are the things that have made, had made wheat bad for us. They made a lot of foods bad for us. It's not just that wheat that causes all these problems in a refined form. It's all of our processed foods that really cause the trouble. You know, so it's, so it's really beginning to, you know, make a stand and, and demand that we want whole foods in our grocery stores, not this mm-hmm. processed stuff that will sit on the shelf for months and then we're supposed to just eat it. You know, our bodies are 90% microbes. And the microbes won't even eat the bread when it sits on the shelf for a month or two and stays squishy. Then when we're 90% microbe, we're putting that bread inside of us and, and that bread doesn't go bad. You've got to think logically, why should I eat something that my body, which is 90% microbes, my microbes won't even touch the stuff. So we have to start thinking logically. And, and it's not just the, the, the processed nature of the foods that kill the microbes that make the enzymes to help us digest a whole lot of hard-to-digest foods, but the pesticides on the foods. That's why we really need to start making a demand for more organic foods. Only 1% of the farmers in America today are organic. That's not even close to good enough. So you you think we should be eating only organic? The very best that we can. And what I take people through in Eat Wheat, as I said, I totally get when you eat wheat, you feel bad. So I take you through a very specific troubleshooting process to determine mm-hmm. exactly what part of your digestion has been broken down, how to navigate around the toxic foods, and how to reboot and rebuild your digestive system so you can start to eat a wide variety of foods again. Of course, you can't eat nothing all organic, but we yeah. can do the very best that we can, can, can and that will give- help us. Go ahead. Can you give us, we've got three minutes till break and then we'll come back, but can you give us just a sneak preview of what someone might do, you know, what would be typical of someone who's not eating well and their digestive is off, their system is off, what they you might do to help them and then come back up to where... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the biggest thing that's happened, the number one surgery in America today is gallbladder surgery. People are getting their gallbladders removed left and right. Yes. And that's because of these processed fats and these cooked oils, which have completely congested our liver and our gallbladders. And liver congestion and gallbladder congestion is linked to diabetes, blood pressure, uh, I mean, diabetes, blood sugar issues, and obesity. And of course, you need bile to digest these foods. So we give you a whole list of foods that will increase your bile flow, make you a better fat burner so you stop craving all the sugar all the time and those are beets apples and celery make a juice of beet apple and celery juice every single morning helps you go to the bathroom regularly way better than a cup of coffee for getting regular and it increases your bile flow and the bile is like a pac-man gobbling up toxins taking the toxins all the way to the toilet if you don't have good bile flow 
all those toxins get reabsorbed back into your blood, into your brain, into your arteries. It's not healthy. So we have to increase our biofuel as a culture because of the processed foods and the cooked oils and the no cholesterol diets they gave us 60 years ago. We have to rebuild biofuel big time. Interesting. So that's a drink we should have. All right, mm-hmm. we got a couple minutes. So um, that would be one thing. What would might be another thing? How do you feel about people eating late at night? Because we hear well, so much about you should not do that. Yeah, well, there's we are connected to rhythms of nature. They're so called circadian rhythms, and circadian rhythms, Western medicine and scientists are saying, once we get a handle on it, it will revolutionize medicine as we know it. And what it means is reconnecting to the light dark cycles. And the science is really clear: our digestive turns on, digestive system turns on in the middle of the day. It's super, super strong. When the sun starts to set, the cooks go home. There's nobody there to cook our food. Everywhere in the world. Mostly they eat big meals in the middle of the day and light supper. Supper came in the yeah. from the word super yeah. supplemental. We used to do that here in America too when we were agriculturally based, but now we eat whatever we want all the time. It doesn't really matter. But trust me, there's such good science that just we absolutely eat and, 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 and digest way better when we eat our biggest heavier meal, like our wheat and our dairy, heavier kinds of foods in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take night. a break. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, We are talking to Dr. John Dullard. He's author of Eat Wheat, a scientific and clinically proven approach to safely bringing wheat and dairy back into your diet. And um, the website is LifeSpa, is that correct? No, yes, LifeSpa.com, LifeSpa.com. All right, Uh, stay tuned, folks. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice. We'll be back with John Dillard talking more about eat wheat and bringing wheat and dairy back into your diet. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. 
You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and welcome back we are talking about food about wheat about dairy with Dr. John Duard. He is the author of the book, Eat Wheat, a scientific and clinically proven approach to safely bringing wheat and dairy back into your diet. Dr. John Duard is a chiropractor. He's globally recognized in the fields of natural health, Ayurvedic, and sports medicine. And he's the creator of LifeSpa.com. And he is the author of seven books. He's been a guest on Dr. Oz, USA Today, LA Times, He's been in practice over 30 years and seen over 100,000 patients. And again, you can log on to LifeSpa.com. Welcome back, John. Thank you. Appreciate right. to be here. Good. All right. So um, share with our listeners, you know, this whole thing about where wheat was in the old days, right, and where it is now. Well, you know, it's really interesting. A lot of people think that the wheat in the ancient times had way less gluten in it than the wheat today. But what's really interesting is when you look at ancient wheat, first of all, they found gluten in the teeth of ancient humans three and a half to four million years ago. Uh-huh. Africa, I remember now, was full of grasslands covered with wheat and barley. So it makes sense that they found wheat in their gluten in their teeth. And in fact, they could gather enough wheat berries in about two hours to feed them for an entire day. So the science shows that we have millions of years of genetics for wheat, not 10,000, as they like to tell you, but 10,000 years ago or 12,000 years ago, we started to hybridize wheat. But also don't forget, every single food we put into our mouth has been hybridized again and again and again. And when they originally hybridized wheat, they wanted the wheat that was the wheat berry that was bigger, that would fall off the, the stalk quicker. They could thresh it a whole lot easier, right? And guess what? The wheat that was bigger that was easier to get off the, 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 the grain, the grain off, off the vine was wheat that had less gluten and more sugar in it. So we selected, early humans selected for wheat that had way less gluten than the original ancient wheat did. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Number two, when they did a study and they measured some ancient strains of wheat, they had twice as much gluten as the modern wheat did. Twice as much, but when they measured the ancient grain with twice as much gluten, it had twice the reduction of inflammation, it lowered blood sugar, and it lowered blood uh, cholesterol levels significantly. So here's the grain that had twice as much gluten, but had twice the reduction of inflammation, and that grain has been shown in studies to reduce the symptoms of IBS actually heal leaky gut syndrome, things that you never hear of. You always hear wheat is so terrible for your gut. It rips your guts to shreds. Well, the science shows that that the grain with the most gluten actually did repair. But when you take that grain and refine the heck out of it, add a bunch of cooked oils, which we can't digest, and it kills all the microbes, 
in our mouth, stomach, small, large intestine that actually make the enzymes to help us digest those foods, then we have problems with a lot of different foods, not just wheat. And that's really why I wrote the book, Eat Wheat. Patricia, one more thing. It was because I would have patients for years and say they come in with problems, digestive problems, and we say, well, get off of wheat and dairy. They feel better for a month or two or three or four. They come back and their problems are back. They say, well, get off of meat and red meat. And they get off of that and they're better for a little while. Then they say, well, become a vegetarian, become a raw foodist, become a vegan. And next thing you know, we kept kicking the real problem down the road. Taking the food out of the diet literally didn't solve their problems. And I've watched that for 30 years. I've been helping people reboot their digestion for 30 years so they could fix the real problem. So it's just when I watch people say, oh, wheat's this new poison, wheat belly, grain brain. These are just like, you know, globals just like say, get that out of your diet because it's bad, as opposed to saying, hey, maybe it's the way we process it. Maybe it's the pesticides on those foods that are causing the damage. And how can we repair that and go back to eating real foods? Yeah, I I really like what you just said. I'd love you to expound on it, John. And that is that it's not about the food. It's the way the food is processed and made and delivered. That's what's causing the problem. That when we take the food out, there may be nutrients and things within that food that will help us. Right? Completely. And here's the other thing is that some foods are hard to digest for us, like wheat and nuts and seeds and legumes and grains. So many people can't touch a grain anymore. And the science has shown that the grains, the anti-nutrients, the little protective shells on these grains and nuts and seeds and legumes and beans, they have their immune stimulators for our intestinal tract. They're a little hard to digest, but they trigger an immune response. I mean, for example, Amish kids have the lowest rates of asthma on the planet. They measured the dust that these kids breathe. They have cows as pets. They run barefoot in the barns, and they checked the dust that they breathe in these barns, and the dust was an irritant to their respiratory tract and protected them from asthma. They had the lowest rates of asthma on the planet. What we've done with our diet, because our digestion is broken down, we say, well, don't eat wheat, don't eat dairy, don't eat rice, don't eat beans, don't eat nuts, don't eat seeds because you can't digest it. Therefore, it must be bad for you. Actually, no. Those foods have anti-nutrients on them that actually trigger immune strength, and we're losing that by just making our diet so sterile and so easy to digest. So what would you suggest? What would you say to people who want to eat wheat, they may want to eat some dairy or cheese, they may want to have meat or fish, should they, you know, go to the meat market? Should they not go to the grocery store? Should they, I mean, what would you suggest to people? Well, you know, one thing for sure, you know, start looking for, you know, whole foods with ingredients that you recognize. You know, one other thing about, you know, eating, you know, gluten-free foods, I I, got to tell you, a couple of studies that are just mind-boggling, they found that when people eat gluten-free foods, like I said, it actually compromises their immunity by making their diet so super simple and sort of pre-digested with these processed foods that we really can't digest, and it decreases immune function to the point where people who ate gluten-free had four times as much mercury in their blood as people who ate wheat. They had significantly less good bacteria and significantly more bad bacteria than people who ate wheat. And they also had significantly less killer T cells, a measure of your immune strength, than people who actually ate wheat. Those are four different studies I just mentioned there. So that's the writing on the wall. Okay, yeah, $16 billion a year industry, everybody become gluten-free. And so many of my patients, they can't eat grains, they can't eat nuts, they can't eat beans. They're digestive 
digestion is so weak, they can't process the toxins. Mm. That are, and there's 400 billion pounds of toxic chemicals dumped in the American environment every year. And if you can't digest wheat or other hard-to-digest foods, there goes your ability to detoxify this crazy world we live in. And it's a, we, you know, it's, it's a false sense of security thinking, oh, I took weed out of my diet, I feel so much better. I'm gluten-free, I feel so much better. You're eating processed gluten-free foods, which are making your digestion even worse. You're compromising your immune strength, and you're actually setting yourself up for real problems down the road. And that's why I wrote Eat Weed. I was like, we have to tell people the truth. And that's why I have 600 scientific references in the book suggesting, you know, proving what I'm saying is actually really what we should be doing. And even when I did the interview with Dr. David Perlmutter, who wrote the book Grain Brain, uh, we had a debate back and forth. You can get it on my website at lifespot.com or eatweetbook.com. And, and you can watch that debate. And we went back and forth, banging the science back and forth. And, and at the end of the debate, even David Perlmutter, the author of Grain Brain, held up my book and said, John's right. It's really about digestion. We have to support the digestive system. Terrific. All right. Just tell us how we can find you, get in touch with you, your website, and all of that. Yeah, you can can go to the books on Amazon or anywhere you can find the book Eat Wheat, and you can go to Eat Wheat book.com that's all about the book and all the information about the book and you also go to my website at lifespa.com where we take ancient wisdom of medicine and we prove it with modern science and we give you over four okay. over 800 free articles and videos about how wow. to take care of your health can people work with you remotely or do they have to come in because i know you're in oh, no, i do i do skype interviews and, and consultations and phone okay. consultations all the time yeah okay. All right. So, again, the book, let's say it again. The name of the book is Eat Wheat, A Scientifically and Clinically Proven Approach to Safely Bringing Wheat and Dairy Back into Your Diet by Dr. John Dulard. And log on to lifespa.com, and all the information is there. And if you want a consultation with Dr. Dulard, you can set that up through the website, which is really great. John, thanks so much for being on the program. Thank you, Patricia. I very much appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Stay on the line for a second. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Like me on Facebook, uh, Patricia Raskin or Patricia Raskin Raskin Resources, and I'm on the other social media as well. Stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.